0: There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel straight out of a movie. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab for Season 3 of Jewish History Nerds, a new season of intrigue, mystical realms, and bloody battles. Jewish History Nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing, yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab. Available wherever you listen
1: the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
2: Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. Giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond dash zero vision. Toyota.
0: Let's go places. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears.
3: Hey y'all, Eve's here. Today's episode contains not just one, but two nuggets of history. These are coming from the TDIHC vault, so you'll also hear two hosts. Consider it a double feature. Enjoy the show.
2: Welcome to This Day in History class. It's July 25th. On this day in 1898, the United States invaded Puerto Rico. This happened during the Spanish-American War. It was not a very long war. It only lasted for four months. Spain, when the war began, had two main possessions in the Caribbean. One was Cuba and the other was Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico had been Spanish territory for about 400 years. Originally, the United States' plan had been to take over Puerto Rico first during this war and then to use Puerto Rico as sort of a stepping stone into an invasion of Cuba. The focus was really on Cuba. Cuba was the more important target from the American point of view. Under the direction of the War Department, Lieutenant Harry F. Whitney had even investigated the island of Puerto Rico while disguised as a crewman aboard a British ship. But President William McKinley ordered the military to go directly for Cuba, since that was the ultimate goal. So instead of using Puerto Rico as a step in that process, instead, the invasion of Puerto Rico happened only after Spanish forces in Cuba surrendered, which was on July 17th, 1898. Really, by the time the United States invaded Puerto Rico, it already seemed pretty certain that Spain was going to surrender. But invading meant that the United States was already going to have a presence in Puerto Rico once everyone came to the negotiating table to formally end the war. The order to attack Puerto Rico came on July 18th, the day after Spain had surrendered in Cuba. But it took three days to get the necessary escort ships to actually start the mission. When the mostly volunteer force landed on the 25th, they were mostly unopposed. And throughout the fighting, American forces saw very few casualties, while Spanish forces saw a lot more. By August, the U.S. military had secured the island, and Spain signed an armistice on August 12th. And then the Treaty of Paris in December of 1898 ended the war and formally approved United States' possession of Puerto Rico. However... No Puerto Ricans had a seat at the negotiating table in all of this, nor did anyone from any of the other islands that were part of this war, which included Cuba, Guam, and the Philippines. When all of this happened, movements for independence and colonial reform and the abolition of slavery and other changes had been sweeping through Puerto Rico for almost 40 years. But in the end, Puerto Rico became the only Spanish territory in the Americas not to gain independence. Today, Puerto Rico is an unincorporated territory of the United States. Puerto Ricans were granted full United States citizenship in 1917. Eventually, it became an autonomous commonwealth with a new constitution being adopted on the 54th anniversary of this invasion. Puerto Rico has held five different referenda on the subject of becoming a United States state with voters approving statehood in the last two. But that last one, which took place in 2017, had a very low voter turnout, probably because of a boycott. So the subject of statehood for Puerto Rico is currently in the hands of Congress, which has not chosen to address it. Thanks to Christopher Hasiotis for his research on today's episode and to Tari Harrison for her editing on all of these episodes. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for a Declaration of Independence.
3: A show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. The day was July 25th, 1978. At 11:47 p.m., Luis Joy Brown became the first person to be born via in vitro fertilization. In vitro fertilization, or IVF, is an assisted reproductive technology that helps with fertilization, embryo development, and implantation so a person can get pregnant. IVF can be used as an infertility treatment or to prevent passing on genetic disorders. The term in vitro means the process takes place in a test tube, culture dish, or somewhere else outside of the body, as opposed to in vivo, which means a process takes place inside the body of a living organism. While the actual procedure of IVF was established at the end of the 20th century, the science behind it dates back to the late 19th century. In 1878, embryologist Samuel Leopold Schenck collected ova, or egg cells, from rabbits and guinea pigs. When he added sperm, or male reproductive cells, to the ova, he noted that cell division could occur outside of a mammal's body. In 1890, scientist Walter Heap transferred a fertilized egg from an angora rabbit to a Belgian hare rabbit, which then gave birth to angora rabbits. It was the first successful mammalian embryo transfer. And in 1934, Gregory Pincus and Ernst Vincennes Insman introduced sperm to rabbit eggs while they were outside of the body, implanted the eggs back into the rabbit, and the rabbit became pregnant. But they had implanted the eggs before they had fully matured, and fertilization had actually occurred inside the rabbit's body, not in vitro. In 1959, scientist Min Chue Chang successfully used IVF to impregnate a rabbit. But it was the collaboration between gynecologist Patrick Steptoe and professor of human reproduction Robert Edwards that would produce the first human pregnancy via IVF. Steptoe and Edwards began working together in 1968. In 1976, they started working with Leslie and John Brown. The couple had been trying to have a baby for years with no success, but in November of 1977, Leslie successfully had an embryo implanted into her uterus from a petri dish. On July 25, 1978, Louise Joy Brown was born to Leslie and John Brown via cesarean section at Oldham and District General Hospital in Manchester, England. The procedure and the birth of the first so-called test tube baby were controversial. Religious groups spoke out against IVF as an unnatural form of conception. Articles questioned the ethicality of IVF, and the Browns got hate mail as well as letters of congratulations. Questions have arisen over who owns the embryos and whether scientists should be allowed to perform experiments for stem cell research with cryopreserved embryos that are not implanted. IVF is also associated with high rates of multiple births. Still, research into IVF continued to be funded. The first private IVF clinic opened in 1980. Luis's younger sister, Natalie, was also conceived by IVF. Natalie was the first person born via IVF to give birth. Since Luis was born, IVF technology has improved, and millions of babies have been born through IVF. Today, it's the most popular assisted reproductive technology. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. We'd love it if you left us a comment on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks for showing up. We'll meet here again tomorrow.
1: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite
0: shows. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life.